Welcome back to From the Press Box, the Holland Sentinel Sports Staff's weekly sports podcast where we talk anything and everything sports. I'm sports editor Dan Diadana alongside Bo Troutman, our lovely assistant. And not a lot of big nationally things to talk about. We've had a ton of those over the past you know, few weeks with Kobe and the whole Astro situation mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of other things and Hitler comments, although that was pretty regional, but not yeah. really national, but it kind of got national yeah. news there for a little bit. A little bit. Um, yeah. But we just have a nice, you know, local sports centered podcast today, which yeah. is kind of refreshing, a little bit different. Um, we're going to start with Hope Basketball. The women can't lose. The men can't win. Um, you know, Sydney Muller's out probably the rest of the year with that leg injury, Bo, and the Hope women just keep on winning. They're ranked three. They Maybe they're, they'll probably move up to two, This I would guess, in the next week or so, especially if they beat Trine on Saturday. That's the big showdown for the MIAA title. Trine's only loss is to Hope in league play. Um, yeah, I mean, just what, what, are, what are they doing so well, even without Sydney Muller? Well, they have a lot of depth. If you read, like, any... You know, story from this season. It talks about you know how much like bench play they have, and so they they kind of had players ready to go. I mean, off the bench, you got Casey DeSmith at guard, uh, Courtney Barnes at forward. I mean, right there, those are two probably starters. On, I mean, on other teams, they probably start automatically. They would start on any other MIAA team. Yeah, maybe not trying, but yeah. any other MIAA any other team. team. Yeah, so. It's like, you know, you lose a player like Sidney Muller, you know, that's not good. But, you know, they had the players. And, you know, they, there's other players, too. You know, Kayla Russell off the bench is good. Um, and, you know, several others. Just Mormon. I mean. Yeah, so, Meg Morehouse has had a yeah, couple big games. Meg Morehouse, yeah, freshman guard. So, um, but with those two in particular, you know, with DeSmith, she kind of took that starting role now where I think they kind of start her at point guard. And then they had Lauren Newman move the shooting guard. Um, so they kind of just shoveled it around a bit, but they haven't really missed a beat because they've all played together. They have so much chemistry that it's like you know, okay, this is you know, this is a setback, but luckily we got these two players that are basically you know our second and third, or rather sixth and seventh starters. So yeah, I think they're going to be fine, honestly. Yeah, it's really interesting to see. I mean, here's this team undefeated, ranked number three. They're they have this history. You know, they've won a title in the last. In this century, they've won a title. They've been to the Final Four other times. There's three times they've been within five points of making another Final Four. So they, a couple things go right in a couple of games, and they're, you know, in the last 14 years, they would have been in the Final Four five times, uh, which is pretty remarkable for anybody. Um, but they're like leading scorer score right now is scoring like nine points a game. Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, I know there's film to scout, you know, with, but can you imagine if you're a, let's say you're a reporter from Trines Town or from somewhere where you're going to face them in the, in the NCAA tournament a lot, like somewhere like um, Thomas Moore or, you know, some of those places, and you're a reporter trying to gather information on Hope where you don't have video and... What do you? I mean, you just look and you're just like, how do they win? Like offensively, yeah. they don't. Well, I mean, they win defensively is the mm-hmm. answer. But like, their leading scorers score nine, eight, eight, seven, seven, six. Like, yeah. whatever mm-hmm. you know. Like, I mean, the Hope men had Preston Granger scored forty points in a game this year. Yeah, and the women's scoring leader is nine, <laughs> like nine right. per game. Like, that's uh, it's amazing that that it can be that 
equal, but also still be as good as it is. Yeah. Well, it's like a big night when one of them has like 20 points because, yeah, I mean, their defense is so good. You know, they're, they either lead or they're one of the leaders in scoring defense, and that's how it happens. They just they get steals, and everybody's in on it. That's the thing with Hope. It's a collective effort. It's not, okay, this is our one good player. The others kind of play off them. It's like, no, we have five really decent players. They honestly remind me of, you know, on a much different scale, but like the 0304 Pistons, that same model. You know, there's no – you could I guess you could argue for Chauncey Billups, but really – there was no elite yeah. scorer on that team, you right? Know? No, I mean because he'll have a bit, he would have had a big game. Then the next game, Rip Hamilton would hit twelve pull up jumpers mid range. Yeah. Ben Wallace dominated defensively, but there was games where Rashid had thirty five. Yeah, you know, you just didn't know. It's like that. Now here's the difference too: is that they, a lot of their games are have been most of their games have been blowouts yeah so the starters also don't play as much True. so the issue that more coach morehouse has every year is he's got to make sure his starters are conditioned to play most of the game by the time we get to the postseason i'm sure that'll happen mm-hmm. a little more against trying as we you know move into that but also they're not gonna there won't be i mean maybe wednesday will be a blowout but saturday will definitely not be a blowout and then every game moving forward Maybe the first round of the MIAA tournament will be too, but it could be. Mm-hmm. But like most of the games, you can't plan on any blowouts now, so you got to be you got to have them ready to go. But also, if the games are that close, you got to be able to lean on a scorer. That's been their problem: is they look like a Final Four team easy, but then they come up short because they face a team that has a player that can dominate. Randy, Randy Moss's daughter did it to him two years in a row at Thomas More where she was the national player of the year and she just went for an easy not easy but it, you know she went for a cool 35 both years and or something like that you know and then that was it but there's no counter offensive if they if they can't get the teams are much better in the tournament too you you they hope won't get them to turn the ball over as much mm-hmm. so there physically won't be as many transition baskets which is hope's bread and butter so right. That's where they've stalled is there would be that one game or half of one game where somebody needed to step up and start either attacking the basket and getting fouled every time for a while or hit some threes or whatever, and it just didn't happen. And it's been the difference between an Elite Eight team and a Final Four team or a Sweet 16 team and a Final Four team. And that's – I still think that that – I don't think it's a talent-wise problem for them that they have somebody that could score like that. That's not the way they usually operate, though. So it's hard for them to just kind of switch gears when they get to the postseason and be like, ooh, I need to shoot more Mm -hmm. uh, because they're not used to that at all. So, and you know, that usually, it really comes to the point is, I mean, how many times have they really been behind this year like four games right yeah i mean if that honestly i mean the albion i think it's less they were up and down a little bit at the end right but they were still mostly ahead but it was close yeah that might be the only time (laughs) to Uh, be honest yeah i mean at least that's the only conference game that was like well trying was a close one yeah that was Um, so they were yeah Yeah. they were trailing that one too it's at what you know even if it's early so yeah trying it out that's the big that is where how you'll know how good this team is because if they're behind in the tournament that's when somebody needs to step up and hit some shots. Yeah. Uh, and not because you don't always have time to spread it around and whatever. If they're behind midway through the second half in a game in the tournament, 
somebody's going to have to step up offensively. Yeah. Um, and they are all capable of doing that. It's just not how they operate, so it's difficult. So. And as much as I like, you know, those two players I mentioned, Case Hit Smith and uh, Courtney Barnes, it's like at the end of the day, though, Sidney Muller was one of those players that right. was a cutter to the basket and can. I mean, if you look at any of the photo galleries, I always have a picture of her, you know, doing a reverse layup or something, you know, right. always because that's who she was was that right. cutter. Yeah, and Schoonveld's like that too. She they're, is. Yeah. They're like that. If she, I still think she's got some big games ahead of her. Oh yeah, um, like that. But they have everybody's kind of got their role, but everyone can be that offensive. Oh yeah, player, but just yeah. they're just so not used to it, and no one really has been. Um, you know, Sid. I mean, Sydney Muller for all her great drives to the basket and is great hits free throws and whatever like that. If she could have a game where she does that and hits three threes, then it opens things up even more because you don't know she's driving to the basket. So um, it'll yeah. be interesting to see how that how that uh, happens. I think I feel like you know they should. They'll probably host the first and second round of the NCAA tournament, which is great for us and the fans and. Um, you know, they, I mean, on paper, whoever they're playing against, they should win the first two games, but then the, they could go on the road in the Sweet 16, and then you just don't know. Mm-hmm. And you don't know who they're going to play because D3 does it regionally, not seed wise. Mm-hmm. So they go for where who has the least amount of travel. Okay. So that's why they keep going to Thomas More, Kentucky, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. things like that, and Wittenberg and Ohio and places like that. Um, and sometimes they'll go the other route around to some of like Wheaton and some of the Chicago schools, um, but they usually don't go much further than that. Mm-hmm. Um, in the first couple rounds, they'll probably host though. Um, they right. got a great facility and they're so used to hosting things. So yeah, um, but yeah, it should be interesting. So speaking of, I don't know, people not stepping up on offense. I don't know. Let's talk about the Hope Men. Five losses in a row. I actually couldn't tell you. The last time they had five losses in a row, I don't know when that is. I, it could. I mean, it could have been a couple years ago, maybe not. I don't know, but it's just such a weird in a row. It's just such a weird thing for a generally elite basketball program. This has been a weird season for them. Obviously, we had you know they had one of their leading scores quit in the middle of the season, um, and. Offensively, Preston Granger has been playing fantastic. He's had a forty-point game. He's averaging well into the twenty, you know, in the twenties, uh, double-double just about every game. He's not as, quite as strong on defense as he is on offense. But they got other guys in the post that are good at defense that don't score. Evan Thomas is a freshman who's really come into his own. He's averaging double figures. But outside of that, there's no one scoring consistently for them, and that's killing them because even when they play good defense, they're not getting the scoring bursts um and there it's too much to three uh this past game they lost to kalamazoo they lost the kalamazoo for the first time since 1998 oh my gosh and which is weird for both both ways you'd think kalamazoo would have had a team to pull an upset somewhere in that time span mm-hmm. but also you know if you think if if hope's trying i mean hope's in sixth place barely right now there's only six of the eight teams make the miaa tournament they are on the road the next two games, the last two games, including at second place trying. They have to win out just to make the conference tournament. They've never missed the conference tournament since there's been a conference tournament, even when there are only four teams that you there at some point for a while. Everyone made the conference tournament and they had, you know, play in games and whatever else. And then they had only four teams make the conference tournament. Mm. 
and they always made that. And then they had they they realized the last few years, especially on the men's side, that it's so balanced now, and anybody can beat anybody. We better make it six. Um, so, but they're I mean, if they, there's a chance, there's a fifty fifty chance they don't make the MIAA tournament, which is stunning. Yeah, because they have so many talented players on that team, and you know I've had people asking me everywhere I go, what's wrong with them. You know, people ask, is it the coaching? No, I don't think it is the coaching. Uh, Greg Mitchell's a good coach. He knows what he's doing. He's got them prepared. It's They don't have the same emotional energy and emotional leader that they've had in the past that most great teams have. Preston Granger can play emotionally, but he's does that on offense that gets him going. And But then he's, you know, he's focused on defense because he's trying to get better as a defender. Evan Thomas is really quiet. Calvin Hackert's really quiet. Tyler George is really quiet. Um, Clayton Dykhouse could possibly be that guy in the future from Zeeland. He's he can be that guy, but it's hard coming into a playing position as a freshman on a college team that's already established. Right. So I think that that he could be one of the ones that really emerges as that leader. Um, but it's you don't have anybody on the court pumping up their teammates it's all coming from the bench and that's really hard and that's not necessarily something you could teach or coach either you've got to have that guy that was me to be honest because not partially because i wasn't great (laughs) (laughs) but like i'm loud i'm talkative i know what where people are supposed to be you know a better coach than a player type of a guy that what that was me so um you know, every team kind of needs that. Of course, you could love somebody to score 25 points a game, too, obviously. But so what's happening is Preston Granger's getting 20 and 10 every game. Evan Thomas is getting 15 and 8 every game. And then nothing else is happening offensively. Mm-hmm. This past game against Kalamazoo, they were like 4 for 26 from 3. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Tyler George shot a bunch of threes. Calvin Hackett shot a bunch of threes. Evan, even Evan Thomas was like 0 for 4, 0 for 5 from 3. Mm-hmm. But you get to that point where you get behind and you're just chucking threes. But when Tyler George has had his biggest games and Hackett's had his biggest games, they're able to shoot a couple of those but also drive to the basket and score. And that is something that's really, you know, they're they're missing it. You know, like that – they're, so everybody's just expecting them to chuck to go for the open three now because they're not driving the same way that they did. So I feel like they're relying too much on the three, which is not working. They're not a good free throw to shooting team either, which is you know makes it hard because even if you drive, if you don't score and then you hit one out of two and then the other team scores a basket, you're behind. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, they were fifty seven percent from free throw at the last game too and it's just like they hit four more threes and 50 percent more free throws they're right there Mm -hmm. but it but they just look so disjointed offensively they don't know who like they just keep going to granger which is okay when it's working and most of the time it is working but when you're behind and the other team's nailing threes if you're going into him every possession you're not going to catch up so you have to balance when you're going for threes and when you're not. I feel like they went for threes too many, too often, too early when they were in the game and ahead, and they all missed. 
and then you've established that you're having a poor shooting night, but then you're behind and you got to keep doing it. Mm. I feel like that keeps happening to them because they don't have – Preston can take over how he does, and Evan Thomas is getting to that point. But if they're doubling Preston and they've got a good perimeter defender on Thomas, they're not really sure offensively what to do. Mm-hmm. And that's a tough place to be because especially with all the talent that they've got. So it's going to be an interesting finish here. I'm guessing they'll win at least one of the last two games, get that sixth seed, probably losing the first round of the NBA tournament. But it's just it's like a, it, it's just this, the strangest season. Um, it's just the strangest season. So, and they're two seniors. We were—I mean, I just wrote this on Senior Day. Matt Zanstra, who barely plays, you know, works his butt off, barely plays because he's just that talent-wise, he's further down on the bench. And then Mason Apple, who's only been in the program yeah. for like three months, so who's only played as a senior, right? So their their core is back, which is good, but also. Maybe not great. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they they need an influx to mix some things up a little bit. They're gonna have to switch around maybe who's playing with who and stuff. I mean, I would I just whatever they're doing offensively is not getting done. And I, I don't know where it went wrong because it was so good at so so many times. They've had some big wins. They beat trying here when no one expected them to. And they you know, they the Calvin games were brutal for them, and they just don't have a guy like Calvin has Derek DeVries. They don't have a guy that'll just take over the game in all facets. Preston can take over the game down low. Evan can take over a game with his driving, but they're not also de- uh, at the same time they're not always defensively taking over as well. And it's it's each one of their when they take over, it's mostly one dimensional. So it's just really interesting. It's an interesting season. I've never seen anything quite like this. Mm-hmm. Um, where they just, I don't know, they're good, but they're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I just don't know if that's the case or if there's something that needs, a fire that needs to be lit somewhere because, you know, even on an off year for Hope, they shouldn't be in sixth place. You know, right. an off year for Hope, maybe fourth place. You know what I mean? Something like that within yeah. striking distance still. Um, but they, it's taken a toll on them. You can see it mentally and emotionally the losses are piling up and that is and you can see it on their faces and that's you know that's how i know that they're not gonna you know that they probably won't inspirationally win these last two games and Mm -hmm. and then make a big run or something like that because you can see it on their faces and that's a hard thing about it but so interesting interesting season both ways the the women can't lose the men can't yeah and uh yeah so let's talk about some high school basketball a little bit we had some big not uh, big games, but not even for the games. We had the Purple Power games at West Ottawa, the Be Nice game at uh, at Holland versus Zealand West, and uh, just a lot of extra added stuff where they're raising awareness for mental health or raising money for cancer research. Um, good to see our teams doing that kind of stuff. And then also playing some pretty good basketball. Um, I mean, Bo, you saw West Ottawa, the boys and the girls look pretty good, right? Oh, yeah. No, they both were awesome. Um both teams played really well. Alyssa Carter for West Ottawa, um, but obviously, you know, it was you know more about kind of the night and you know kind of the the special things going on. It was cool. I mean, the gym was packed. It was there was a vibe, you know, a serious vibe. Those games have a different vibe. And oh I appreciate yeah, that. yeah, it was cool. You know, people are, you know, they're really like committed to like you know not just oh you know wear your purple shirt blah blah blah. No, right. it was all about 
the event and they, you know, the pregame and the postgame with the photos that they were taking and stuff. And uh, yeah, there's yeah. nothing quite like when they introduce who they're start who they're playing for on their shirt. Yeah, and then they go find they go out in the, the crowd. crowd. Yeah, that is yeah. so emotional. That was pretty it's cool. Really, really, really yeah. cool. Yeah, uh, they do that for all the sports. I really appreciate that about yeah. them. You got people playing for their grandparents. You got people playing for aunts and uncles. You got people playing for their parents. You got people playing for second graders at West Ottawa. I mean, like everything and everything in between. It's because uh, cancer yeah. affects every family, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely really cool to see. The Be Nice game is about mental health awareness. Um, there's not as much. It's just more about raising the awareness as far as it's not a, a straight fundraiser, you know, like the Purple game is, but. Got some good basketball out of it too. The Holland Zealand West basketball game was real good until Zealand West pulled away in the last you know couple minutes. Um, Holland's lost a lot of games like that where they're in it just until the last couple minutes. Um, Anders Rasmussen is really good. Obviously, Eli Steffen's really good. Uh, they've they've been putting together some big games. Um, the other big game for that from the weekend was. Uh, the Hamilton boys beat Zealand East, which I don't think anybody saw coming. I certainly didn't. Um, Jaeger Havernink had a big game for Hamilton. He had 15 points in the first quarter. That's going to spark you. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, I mean, same thing as Holland. They've Hamilton's been in a lot of games. You know, it's just not. They're you know, they got a young group. They're just not quite as strong consistently as the rest of the conference. It's a really strong conference. Um, as we saw in other places too, Byron Center, the boys and girls beat Holland Christian. Um, the Byron Center girls are in first place. Um, Hamilton girls also beat Zealand East, so Hamilton got the sweep. But uh, it's great basketball in general. I mean, there's no there's no bad spot in the schedule, which is pretty cool. So right, um, we have more games this week, and we'll talk about those. Uh, Holland Christian, as of this taping, Holland Christian and uh, taping. How old am I? As of this recording, um, Zeeland and Holland Christian were, will be swimming tonight for the share of the OK Green title. And, uh, you know, they'll be getting ready for the conference meets after that. Um, been some big performances in the pool by both teams. We'll see what happens there. If you haven't read the story on Zeeland swimmer Spencer DeGraff, uh, and what he's been dealing with, uh, with his vasovagal syncope, easy for you to say. Um, check it out. It's amazing. Some of the stuff he's gone through as well as, I mean, we've had some powerful stories in the last few days. Um, Eli Schoonveld coming back was a big story. Go ahead. Check that out. If you haven't, that's a good read. Um, Lucy Borsky from West Ottawa playing for the second grader from West Ottawa who has cancer. That was a big one. Um, and uh, we got some good wrestling features lately. There's a lot of wrestling things going on. Holland won their conference and they won districts this past week. They'll be playing it or playing. They'll be competing at. I play wrestling. Uh, they'll be competing. Uh, side note: Holland, the Holland swim team used like one of the years when they had their team shirts. They had one that said "I play swimming," and I, that was my favorite <laughs> shirt. That's cool. Uh, so. That was my favorite shirt of any teams that had their shirts out there like that. So they're wrestling tomorrow uh, at regional team regionals. We got a lot of people still in it for individual regionals coming up. We'll have more coverage on that. Um, and another great story that we had this weekend was uh, Bo Troutman wrote a story about Ben Wallace. Uh, he's part owner of the Grand Rapids Drive, which is the Pistons G League team. Uh, they're basically their minor league feeder team. And... Uh, 
you know everything he's been through since he's since being an elite player uh to now uh Bo, i mean please go read the story for one but bo i mean yeah. what just what was the most uh eye-opening part of that for you uh just how cool it was <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong like you know i you know expected him to you know be nice and stuff but i mean you know i sat with him for about a half an hour and he was just the nicest just coolest guy like he just had all this wisdom you know we had like a kind of a deep conversation you know it wasn't like you know i didn't want to write like this uh you know it's kind of like puff piece like oh look i'm getting to talk to ben loss it's like you know, i want to touch on some of the dark stuff that um, you know, he was kind of going through before he, you know, started doing the G League stuff, and he was totally open about it. I was surprised at how open he was with me. Um, there's one moment during the interview where, you know, I did some serious research for the story, and uh, I found this interview where he talked about uh, his pastor was telling him the importance of the the word no, and I brought that up to him, and he started kind of laughing, kind of like, "All right, this guy did his research," you know. And so, like, I thought that was kind of funny, but um, he was just very. I was surprised that how open he was with me about all this, you know, this pretty serious stuff. And uh, it was really cool. He's a great guy. They're doing the bobblehead night on uh, February 29th. So definitely uh, head up to the Delta Plex in Grand Rapids Delta for that. Delta Plex. Yeah. So first thousand fans. Um, and then also if you go to our website, there's a five-minute audio clip, too, of me asking him just some some lighthearted questions. I found out he's a big, uh, big Tupac fan and a uh, big New Jack City fan, too. So um, check that out as well. So it was, it was really cool. Very cool. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of it's, he suffered from what a lot of people, a lot of athletes suffer when they retire. They don't know what the heck to do. And it's not always an easy transition trying to figure that out. And he had some of that where he had no idea what he wanted to do. Um, ideally, he wanted to stay in this in the sport. But at the same time, he needed a break from the sport. And then when those I, those kind of conflict, and then, I mean, that happens for a lot, a lot of athletes. I would say, yeah. you know, like the majority of athletes, actually. Um, but yeah, it's very cool that he's kind of found his niche back yeah. in the game, and also locally with the Pistons affiliate. So it's not like, you know, he's working for like the Houston Rockets or something right. like that. Yeah. Um, so very cool, and he's and he's a very active owner, uh, part owner too. I mean, like he's very involved it's not just like yeah. he's the figurehead like oh well and he we made got, it a point to say that yeah. yeah he's not just the money backing this yeah. you know whatever um unfortunately he was not a, named a finalist for the basketball hall of fame this year yeah. uh very hard to do when the first timers are kobe kevin garnett and tim duncan um so we'll see who makes it out of that group but uh hopefully ben well i know he's been a finalist before four-time nba defensive oh, player yeah. of the year just a matter I mean, of time honestly. yeah i think it is just a matter of time so um yeah this is a tough one yeah a tough year for that so yeah um but i would i would guess he'll be on the finalist list again next year and then hopefully we'll be doing a big story about him making the hall of fame so yeah um but uh yeah spring trainings starting there's that's weird baseball yeah. in the air that's weird <laughs> There, which means there's hope in the air again. <laughs> yeah. um, I have a hard time those couple months. That there's no baseball. I really yeah. do. Um, just knowing that it's there, mm-hmm. you know, is is and almost just it's almost like knowing that it's warm somewhere. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? No like uh, there's hope. Yeah. There's hope. So um, yeah, we'll see how how that uh, everything turns out with the Astros and whatever else. Um, yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of storylines we'll talk about uh, at a later date, and uh, we'll keep you posted on how the local swimmers do collegiately as well as in the high school conference meets. 
Uh, the Hope Hope and Grand Valley are both swimming in their conference meets this week. And, uh, yeah, and all the wrestlers, too. So we'll keep you posted on them. So um, go out and watch some sports. If you've never seen a conference swim meet, it's at Calvin, the Hope one. Uh, Grand Valley's is at, I think, at Saginaw Valley. So uh, it's a little bit more of a hike. Um, but there's lots of basketball this week. Uh, Hope try, Hope women hosting trine on saturday at three o'clock that's the big game of the week so that's a big one if you if you haven't seen them this year or you want to know what it is that makes them so great go watch this game um and yeah we got a full slate of high school games and everything as well so uh holland holland christian at the civic on friday night that'll be a big one so um yeah if you haven't seen the holland holland christian rivalry that's a good one to go to too there's nothing quite like it because the atmospheres at the Civic and at the Dutch Dome are completely different, but completely awesome, both of them. So it yeah. um, should be a really exciting evening. So, um, yeah, go out and check some of that out and check out some of those stories that we talked about on Spencer DeGraff, Eli Schoonveld, uh, Lucy Borski, and, of course, who was also just named the MHSA Scholar-Athlete recipient as well. So there's a couple out there on Lucy Borski. Yeah. And then, of course, Ben Wallace. Uh, go check that out hollandsentinel.com and it's on our they're all on our facebook page as well holland sentinel sports um and uh yeah i don't say it enough but follow us on twitter too if you you know and feel free to you've got story ideas to let us know um sports at hollandsentinel.com is our email we're on all social media um come and find us so um and enjoy this week of sports